0: What on earth a storm Stormbreak is? Well don't worry, you're going to find out. But just before we get into the episode, two things. Classroom Secrets Kids is our online platform. At the moment it's only £1 per child and it has thousands of activities that are aligned to the curriculum, they can be accessed digitally and they're automatically marked for you. And when children have now returned to the classroom, that's what we're going to keep doing, making sure that we can save you time. So if you haven't done so yet, go to kids.classroomsecrets.co.uk to grab your free 14-day trial for a whole class. Number two, we're on Clubhouse a lot. We're hosting education chats regularly on Clubhouse. It's a new audio social media platform. So to find out the schedule of rooms that we're hosting, then just go to classroomsecrets.co.uk forward slash club. We'd love you to get involved. You'll be able to quiz the panel about all things education and add your own value too. So each week, the rooms are growing and the conversations are really inspiring. And if you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it's still pretty new and it's in the beta phase. It's only got 10 million users at the moment, but more and more are joining every day. So you're listening to a podcast now, so you're going to love it. At the moment, it's invite only. So keep your ear to the ground. And if you can get an invite from a friend, then do so and follow me at Claire Riley and I'll follow you back. So in this episode, I interviewed Daryl Walsh and Dr. Martin Yelling, all about what a Stormbreak is and why it's so important. So Martin and Daryl work together at Stormbreak. It's a charity that aims to improve children's mental health through movement. So Dr. Martin Yelling is the founder of Stormbreak, And he's got a PhD in education, a postdoctorate in effective professional development, 20 years in physical activity and behaviour change, alongside being an official Virgin Money London Marathon coach. Daryl has 20 years experience in primary education, five of those being in headship. And he's as proud of his win of the 2017 Daily Echo Leadership Award as his three potato race gold medals from his days at primary school. So I promise you that this episode is not going to be all about running. Let's dive in. So, Daryl, Martin, thank you so much for joining me on the Teacher's Podcast today.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good
2: to be here.
0: So, let's just get straight into it. So, Stormbreak. Who wants to tell me all about Stormbreak? You know, how did it start? What are you aiming to achieve?
2: I think probably our... I'll start with that one. Shall I? Um, um, Stormbreak is a registered charity and we work with um, movement to promote mental health in primary schools. And I guess it came about because of my background. I've worked in movement and physical activity for about 25 years. I used to be a teacher uh, in primary and in secondary, a teacher in a middle school in Bedfordshire mm-hmm. um, when I finished my teacher training. Um, enjoyed a few years and then went on to work in teacher training, actually up in um, De Montford and Loughborough universities. So I did my PhD and postdoc up there on what makes effective professional development in education. And I finished that in t- oh, 2001. Uh, and then was, yeah, I was, was lucky enough to carry my wife's bags for a, for a few years whilst she ran fast. Um, and throughout that whole time, we, you know, my work was always on how we can change behaviour through moving, um, and not necessarily movement for fitness or or movement for health, or you know, an um, like an anti-obesity agenda, which has been prevalent, particularly in education, for many years. But more around just how movement can shape and support well-being and particularly emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in the last few years, a lot of that work I did was was in organisations. So I started working with Park Run um, early on and and started working in running and helped a lot of people along the way change their behaviours um, and and embed moving in their life for, for positive change. And so I thought with my um, education background, what, what can we do in, in schools that really places um, mental health at the forefront of movement provision and, and really embeds that mental health and that movement provision into the life of the whole school. And that was how, how Stormbreak came about really. Was was working with a fantastic team of of people, CAMS nurse nurse practitioners, you know people like Daryl who we'll hear from in a minute as a as a head teacher, um, and we're now lucky enough to have him as part of the Stormbreak team, um, you know, other school staff members, um, you know coaching and and pedagogical leaders at the University of Winchester, Dr Victoria Randall and and other. You know, other other qualified specialists that really help us build an approach that's effective in in primary schools and so that's effectively what Stormbreak is and where it came from.
0: Super thank you so much I feel like I've got so many questions but um, I think you're going to answer them as we go forward so so what do you see the importance of movement then and mental health in schools where, where does Stormbreak fit into this?
1: I think I could probably take that one as, you know, with with 20 years in primary education and five years as, um, as a head teacher, it, it was, it was really clear to me that, well, one that teachers get very little or, or no training on, on mental health at all in their, in their training. Yet the prevalence of, of, of need for children within schools was quite high, certainly within the schools I was in and, and lots of schools that I know of from, from colleagues and peers um, that they've worked in. Um, the, the pressures children are facing the, you know, from 20 years ago when I didn't see a pastoral, we didn't have pastoral care workers to current times where we do have them. Um, and now you see them with their, you know, them being completely full up, firefighting every day. Um, and that's supporting children with, you know, maybe already identified needs, et cetera. And uh, part of me was, what about those children who don't have any identified needs yet? um you know when when those needs appear how are we going to support them are we going to have the capacity to do so um so we you know for me there needed to be something different something sustainable something that looked at prevention at scale something that looked at supporting children and giving them a toolkit and a you know Skills and knowledge to be able to support themselves with their mental health. From you know, as they work their way through childhood um, towards adulthood, you know, how how are they gonna how they're gonna do that? And movement is something. Certainly, I know Martin has used in the past to support his own well being, and uh, you know, and as have I. Um, so you know, and as as adults, we often rediscover that um, when we get older. That movement is something that is helpful to support our mental health but why should we have to wait till we're adults to be able to um to be able to know that we you know we wanted to be able to teach that to children so yeah I was lucky enough to meet Martin about three years ago with a seed of an idea um of which became Stormbreak and um yeah
0: so it's part of what you do then teaching the adults about the mental health as well
1: that that's exactly what we do we don't generally at the moment directly work with children. We work with trusted adults within schools um, and uh, other organizations that work with primary aged um, children um, to support them in their knowledge of uh, movement and mentally healthy conversation.
0: Yeah, quick question on that then what kind of impact have you seen on the adults? Um, because I find this, this conversation really interesting. I talk to a lot of coaches, I do a lot of personal development myself. And sometimes I think, um, you know, we, sometimes we talk about it too late. Um, and so I'm just wondering, you know, what impact have you seen on adults, especially when they're in such a high pressure job generally in the teaching profession and I suppose at more risk sometimes of ill mental health.
1: I would completely agree with the fact that that, that, that you're right that there is the pressures there and, and, and certainly um, you know I, I know of, of, of many a, a teacher who's struggled with their mental health because of the pressures they're facing. Mm. Um, from the teachers we've worked with um, it's been really positive because mm. you cannot consider um the, the we work with five different mental health concepts um self-worth self-care resilience relationships and hope and optimism and you can't work with those concepts uh with the children talking about those things with the children without reflecting on them for yourself um so we've seen some really positive impacts probably an accidental byproduct uh but the impact on 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 teachers who have um, been using stormbreak and utilizing stormbreak within their schools to support their um, children has been you know has, has been really
2: strong for you know yeah the feedback you, you know before. when you when you say Daryl like it's an accidental byproduct. I kind of agree I, I agree because what we see when we do our programs with teachers is they say to us oh, I need this so much for my own well-being mm. you know and it's so important at the moment with you know teachers facing pressures you know in some ways like they've never really faced before children in school out of school back to school some at school you know some not at some not at school children off children back you know pressures of I'm waving my hands like this uh, but you know inverted commas like trying to catch up and Mm -hmm. of course we see what we see is that when you place well-being at the heart of the life of the school other things really flow as well you know and that can be the child's well-being, but also the well-being of the staff. So if, when Daryl says we work with the trusted adults in the school, we work across you know, the, the the staff in the school, and we try and, and show them how to implement Stormbreak, an mm-hmm. approach for supporting mental health through those concepts, through movement, in a small, subtle, but really meaningful way every day. Um, so that it, And that's when it has impact on the you know the the life of the child the life of the teacher and the life of the school Mm. Um, and, and yeah it's really important so although we work with the adults to work with the children our beneficiaries are the children but we know there's also impact on the adults too
0: yeah. Which is, which is just so amazing. and I'm so passionate about this uh, as a teacher. So I was a teacher for um, about six, seven years, and I didn't sort of discover understanding myself until after I left the classroom. Um, and I'm not sure I would have ever got to that point because I was so busy. And I don't know if that's the same for every other teacher, but I think the more we can do to to help everyone understand themselves the better everyone can move forward. So just thank you both for sort of pushing this forward because um, it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. So, So let's move on then. So as we talk about mental health in young people and how movement in schools can help combat that, you know, you two have come from really different backgrounds. So, you know, how does your background, um, Martin in movement and Daryl your background in education obviously Martin you've been in education a bit as well you know how does it sort of fuse together um, in Stormbreak?
2: I think you've already you've already touched on a lot of it actually Claire you know because just before we started recording you said oh yeah well I, um, I like running but I only like running a little bit I'd much prefer dancing you know and what we found is that there's a lot of misconceptions around movement, particularly in primary education and the positioning and the placement of movement in the one sense, there's the, there's the feeling that it's just a responsibility of, you know, PE and like nobody else should be involved. Um, and, And actually we think that when movement is positioned and described and talked about in the right ways, then it becomes much more accessible, much more inclusive, People feel more courageous about doing it at their school, they feel more um, confident and competent to do it. So our role at Stormbreak is to upskill the teachers in their belief in themselves to deliver mental health through movement. And so we don't make it complicated. We don't go, right, you know, Okay, and here we go. We're all going to try and stand on our head or anything like that. We make it really simple and accessible. We do that not only because we know it works for the staff, but it also works for the kids. You know, we don't have a focus on technical elements or fitness elements or um, performance outcomes at all. We focus on the emotional skills and attributes that the movement can really bring out. When you focus on those things, the teachers become, you know, more, they have a greater sense of belief in themselves that they can do it. And I guess that's come from my own learning and and lots of failing, mm-hmm. you know, lo- lots of, of not getting things right, but also lots of exposure to, People who understand their profession, Mm. you know, really well, whether they were teachers or coaches or specialists in movement at every level, and being able to apply some of that and put it in simple, accessible term um, for for schools and teachers and kids. You know, ultimately, we want kids to find that that movement can support them now that movement can support them as they grow and as they transition from children to young adults to adults, and then it can stick with them so that they realize there's something they can do to regulate their emotion, Mm. whether that's a mindful activity, a more energized activity, you know, um, a creative activity, like you you said, you know, the dance that you, you enjoy doing. Like those are the ways in which we know that moving, being active can help young people regulate their emotion, um, control their anxiety, um, you know, simmer with that emotion, sit with it for a while, cope with their frustrations. Um, And that needs to be done in such a way that it becomes a lifelong skill Mm. that they can then draw on, as an adult. You know, we're the adults, we, we, we should be, we have a responsibility. Anyone who's in teaching recognises they have a responsibility to be shaping the future adults. And so we, we're kind of revisiting what movement can look like in, in schools by doing a simple storm break. Um, i guess
0: in a way it's yeah. about it, helping children find what kind of movement they love but then also educating them on how else it's beneficial rather than oh it's just about exercise helping them realize that you know it's about your mind as well um just just uh, you really made me laugh when you said um about um will leave it to the pe teachers so i used to be a secondary teacher a dance secondary teacher um which is probably no surprise and um I always used to remember when I had a free period and I always used to get assigned to PE because it was like, oh, you know, you must be uh, going over there for PE. And I just, that is not something I'm not good at games or sports or anything, just that whole anything movement. That must be PE. You must be good at that. So I've definitely experienced that myself. Um, Daryl, was just there anything just, you wanted to add?
2: Before, like, just quickly, because I know Daryl will come in, and, and, but like you say, good, you know, and a really important thing about, about moving is there's no need to be good. What's Mm -hmm. this good? Where's this good thing come from? Like, you know, I've coached people up to Olympic level, you know, to go to the Olympic games, go to the world championships. I've been lucky enough to do a lot of that stuff myself, but, but there's no, there shouldn't be an elitism around Mm -hmm. movement. You know, you don't need to be good. You just need to do it. And that's part of the thing that we're, you know, we're, we're, we teach teachers to understand you know let's start with where does this come from I've got to be good in order to do it mm. you know so we unpack a lot of that.
0: I love that thank you. Daryl do you want to um, add anything?
2: Well there's a little bit of
1: echoing in terms of, of what Martin said in terms of you know the inclusivity of of the movement that we try to promote. I, I'd, I'd hearken back to my childhood really a little bit in in the sense that as a child i was sporty my brother was not sporty yet we both moved a lot because we both used to play outside a lot and um children don't necessarily get to do that so much anymore my children you know being an example of that unless i take them out there uh, Mm -hmm. and do something with them so you know movement maybe isn't as um natural in in that free sense that martin was talking about in the sense of just moving for no purpose for no um you know with no specific requirements or 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 goal in mind just running around and and that sort of thing doesn't exist quite in in quite the same way as it did all those years ago um your your initial question was you know where does my background kind of fit into Stormbreak and how does it you know support um you know us as a charity and 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 where does that that all weave together in terms of I suppose my background allows me to have you know, a good understanding of of what life is like in a school, in a current school, um, the the pressures that are being faced by, you know, by teachers. So I have a good understanding uh, as to, you know, if we're coming along and suggesting, you know, why don't you try this in your school, that there'll be lots of teachers there going, but I've already got a, a, you know, a timetable rammed full of uh, a million things that I need to do. Um, You know, so part of our process is working, you know, in in a bespoke way with schools to find, ways to uh, bend and adapt what they already do to find gaps where they might be able to um, include mentally healthy movement within their school day, um, without trying to, you know, add something on the end or add another pressure onto their already pressurized day. Um, Yeah.
0: I absolutely love that. It's so important to show that understanding um, of what it's really like, I think, especially, you know, in a school situation, because there is so much going on, isn't there? Um, so I absolutely love that. Brilliant. Okay. So I always ask this question. So are teachers listening to you right now, they're thinking, oh, this is interesting. I'm interested in what Daryl and Martin are saying. Um, what, you know, if you could just give one thing, what would you say that they should try in their classrooms with their children, um this next week to, to make a difference.
2: Who's answering that one, Martin? <clears throat> you are. You're the uh oh yeah, you're, the, you're the the head teacher, you know, like like there's there's tons of things, right? You know, there's actually lots of, of different things that you could try. Um and Daryl's gonna tell you the best one right now <laughs> <laughs> Do you know
1: what though? I tell you, I'll tell you one thing I think, you know, is, is a is a really good thing to try. There are so many schools out there who who you know who might do um, the daily mile, the gold mile, or a version of those things. And, you know, I've seen I've seen that I've seen that work, you know, well in schools. I've also seen it work in schools where there are children who are doing things like that who are hating it, you know, who really do, you know, they're being pushed, come on, you gotta run fast, you've got to keep moving for this period of time, you've got to finish the distance. Um, so to try something. Along those lines, but looking at the ability to it doesn't matter, uh, you know, have, have it for a length of time rather than the distance. It doesn't matter how fast they move, how they move. They could jog, skip, walk. It doesn't really matter how they get around and then involve, you know, don't tell the children to stop talking during that period of time. Get them to talk. Um, get them to look out for certain things. Get them to have a conversation about something specific. Um, you know, to you know, if, if you get them to go around as they're going and they're looking out for for something specific. I don't know, looking out for a certain color or listening out for a certain sound. That it'll help them to be really be in that moment um, and to not be worrying about what happened yesterday or what might be happening tomorrow. So just take that and try and make that movement enjoyable, accessible to all, and it not be in the way that PE, PE can so often be. And I can say this from someone who, uh, you know, led PE, who who loves PE that to just move and enjoy the process of moving rather mm-hmm. than there being a specific mechanic in terms of way of doing it, um, you know, in much the same way that we, you know, we want children to love reading. Yes, we want them to have all those skills, but actually at the end of the day, what we want them to do is love reading. You know, we want them to love moving. And, yeah. see the, and see the benefits that come from it, how much better they feel after they've done it. Or if they're feeling a certain emotion, getting out there and doing something can uh, be something that helps you transition from one emotion to another.
0: I love that. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. I think um, it's about making it interesting for the children as well, isn't it? When I used to do cross country, I remember being bored and, um, you know, some of us have minds that really, really wander. So I think that's a fantastic tip.
2: I'm going. Can I can I have a little little tilt as well? Is that all right? I Please. promise, Claire, I won't I won't rabble Please. on for too long. Now he wants now he wants to like, go.
1: Like, yeah, no. look, <laughs> do
2: you know I think I'm just because I was thinking listening to you both talking and you know the context of of this is that teachers are under intense pressure at the moment, aren't they? There's so much going on. And teachers' lives we know are are busy and um Children are coming full of uncertainty and anxiety and, you know, the emotional feeling in a classroom is charged in a way in which it's not been charged before, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, and I think one of the things a teacher can do is just allow themselves the opportunity in that day to really have a small window of time to listen you know you know do you remember when you were like we were doing teaching practices and or observing teachers when I was training teachers and you would kind of stand back and you would think okay now I'm going to observe I'm going to fully watch my class and I'm going to be present at, at what's going on or I might be watching the teacher and you would pick up on different things in the environment of the classroom that were going on at that time of course we know that teachers are really in tune with that they know their kids, they're experts in in their own children, but at this time we can forget, like Mm -hmm. we can just forget. So I would say, stand back, just be patient, allow, uh, allow time to listen and then allow time to just throw in a little movement with a little talk about emotional wellness. And if you do that, I think that'll give you some long-term hope around changing what we've been through and what the kids have been through in the last year. You know, it it's it's really important. Like it's all well and good to have us people like Darren and I come on and bang on about how important we think it all is, and then it all gets lost in a big old cauldron of going back to school and carrying on with, with school life. So have the courage to be really passionate about this as a thing in your school
1: yeah I I think I think Martin raises some really important questions there I certainly would have been would have been more than guilty in the past of of, of having a maybe a focus week on well-being you know once a year we'll we'll, we'll really focus on well-being and we'll have that Um, you know but it's it's a little and often uh, and every day because you know mental health exists for everybody and it's there every day so us being able to dip in and touch base with the children every day. Just that drip, drip effect of, 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 of this over a lengthy period of time. You know, nothing's gonna get resolved or changed, you know, overnight. But just this ability to um, do exactly what Martin just said and have that opportunity to take that moment through movement uh, and have those discussions about mental well-being on a daily basis with some focus will allow children over time to normalize conversations about mental health. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just, it'll make, it make a huge difference.
0: Question. Do you, um, do you sort of teach a process for certain emotions? So say if a child's feeling really angry, is there a sort of a thing that, that maybe a child should do uh, and maybe it's figuring it out for themselves? I'm just thinking about my four-year-old now thinking, okay, if she's really angry, is it about learning that if she, I don't know if she, if she knew how to channel that energy into some kind of movement that would sort of stabilize things
1: there's many ways we explore that that one what the first for me the most important bit would be about validating a feeling that a child has whatever that may be Mm -hmm. that it's okay to have that emotion not just brush it aside or not just say it'll be okay it's Mm -hmm. to validate that you're understanding that emotion exists um and yeah we do We'll, we'll you know we will teach children that uh, you know about hope and optimism that it, if you, if you look back, the things can change and will change, and you'll, you'll have a variety of different emotions within a day. And we will talk to them about movement being a good vehicle in which to um, uh, support changing those emotions if you're finding that difficult. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. amazing. And
2: I love that. Well, we like part of the of all our challenge is to raise the awareness of of the importance of having these kinds of conversations, and you know, when we do have these kinds of conversations to list, to really listen to them, you know, and of course we see all the time, examples at the highest levels where people don't listen when that, when these conversations are in play, you know? And so for us with a young child, through the storm break approach. What we, what we're doing is initially, we're just encouraging awareness of emotion. What is having feelings is okay. Mm -hmm. noticing those feelings is a good thing being able to describe those feelings is even better you know and then once we have an awareness we're more able to talk about how a response to those awareness to, to to that awareness looks so what a response might look like and then ultimately you know how to regulate or change that emotion or that feeling you know so the first step is to To notice that it's all right. It's okay to have those feelings Mm. um, and it's a safe place to have those feelings and you can show those feelings, even if that might be anger, Mm. you know, Um, like thank you for sharing that you're angry. um, And then we can do something with that anger. Even if that anger means that you just need to stay with it for a while. You know, and then ultimately through movement, it's such a great way to teach children to regulate, but it's not going to happen quickly or easily. And Stormbreak isn't a short term quick fix intervention. You know, it's an investment of time into children's well-being over a long period of time. Um, hopefully something that they'll stick with, you know, for life.
1: Yeah, I think I think. God, sorry Claire I think part of that was also about looking at look you know one of the things we look at within Stormbreak is relationships as well and look, part of that is looking at how different children might um demonstrate or show those emotions that you know your way of showing anger could be very very different to my way of showing anger yeah. and recognizing that and acknowledging that um within within our peers is you know really important.
0: No I love that I think and and and, and yeah what you said about the long-term thing, I can see that it's really important that, that it is a long-term thing if you want it to um, sort of stick around as an adult, I think as an adult myself. Um, I actually go for a walk every day. I've been going kind of at the end of the day and now, now my children are back. I go half past one till half past two before I do the school run. And I actually feel like you've kind of taught me why I need that. Um, I, that's kind of my decompression time after like the work day to then start the kind of, the day with the children um because I, you know the two and four it's not the easiest thing um so and and how sad that that you know as an adult I'm learning about that now and yes I've managed to weave that into my life but I certainly didn't have that in my 20s oh my well, that's
2: exactly but that's exactly the point you know that's the point it's like why do we wait until we're grown-ups hmm. to to realize that this is of benefit when actually what we can do, if it's framed and if we see movement through the right lenses and we're helped to understand how it can support us in so many different ways, then we can build it in to our life. We can realize, and that's why we have such a big focus on, it, it, it really doesn't matter how you do it. You know, like back to your comment of, oh, I have to be good. It really doesn't matter. We have no interest. I don't care how fast you run a mile. I don't care if you keep going or not. You know, what we care about is what's the quality of the conversation you're able to have with your friends around you? Mm. You know, so if there's a relationship breakdown in the class, how how can our activity outside serve the class to repair that relationship and what do i do as a teacher to intentionally and purposely focus the activity that i'm doing on that because i know it's an issue in my class and effectively then what we're doing is the class are doing a storm break that's what they're having they're having a storm break they're talking about relationships the teacher says in today's storm break, we're going to talk about relationships because they know it's kicked off at the back of the class on table red, you know, five times this week, and they really want to sort it out. Um, so, you know, that's that's what storm break is, and we'll do a relationship storm break perhaps every, you know, every Friday. Um, yeah.
0: Super. Thank you so much. I've, I've asked so many extra questions. So I really appreciate you guys uh, sharing, but I think it's been a really good conversation. So, right. Tell me everywhere where we can find you, you know, what can we sign up to? How can we follow you?
1: I can go with a bit of that. So obviously the, the, the best way to place to, to head is to our, to our website, www.stormbreak.org.uk uh, where you can find, um, we're very lucky to have the opportunity to work with BBC Children in Need um, to be able to record our Storm Breaks and give access to um, our you know, our versions of those Storm Breaks for people to watch and enjoy all for free. Um, mm-hmm. And through that, they can sign up as a school or parents can sign up for their children at home and they can engage in, in watching Storm Breaks and making their way through and trying to complete the Storm Break Challenge and continuing over that. Uh, and that process, but there's animations on there, expert videos, all sorts of things that people can see. Um, but obviously, we think that's a really good resource to have. But the videos that we made with 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 us as as, 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 as Stormbreakers and people who work at Stormbreak, but also from teachers we've worked with in in the, in the in the past who've got videos on there it's a really good way to do it however it can only be one way we can only have a one-way conversation via a video so you know for us the best way is for schools to be delivering their own storm breaks where they know the right language to use exactly with the year group they've got with the issue they've got with the children they've got in their class um so we do um something called our surge program um where people can sign up to to um go on a, a term long training program where we'll support Teachers and trusted adults within the school to be able to support their children and deliver their own storm breaks, um, which is a great use of P and Sport Premium funding. Which I know that the any any leftover there was needs to be spent by the end of March. So, it's
0: so good getting time spent to be now about that, absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you know, and, and I, I would have been guilty in the past of not necessarily. You know, there's lots of spends there that maybe haven't been as, as as good as they could have been. When the big ask for that spending is sustainability, and this is something sustainable, you know, we're training a whole staff workforce eventually to be able to deliver this, you know, on on a, on a daily basis to their their children. It's not having a coach mm. in who delivers something goes away, and then when they've gone, you know, there's there's, there's no there's no impact left um you know this is something that's really sustainable for
2: schools so you know great use of that funding
0: that's good and important it... are you are you on socials by the way
2: yeah we're um, at, that, hello Stor- at hello storm break um so we're on instagram and twitter um mm-hmm. on at hello Stormbreak. you can also get in touch with are on hello at stormbreak.org.uk um you know we're starting to build as a part of our Um, evidence and insight relationships with University of Bournemouth and Winchester a real insight around how Stormbreak changes um you know the emotional responses and behaviors of 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 kids in school and how it can impact the life of a school we've got a really good impact report that shows that which which tells schools a little bit more about the programs that that we deliver Um, But also when a school does come on board with us for free on on stormbreak.org.uk, they create a school site. We're just about to launch um, a school dashboard, which will be brilliant because it gives the school, whenever they watch um, a storm break, it becomes automatically tracked on their school profile. And then their dashboard creates a summary of not only the storm breaks that they did when they did them but also how the kids felt about them so it starts to paint a picture of how a school supports the you know the the mental health the resilience the relationships the self-care the self-worth the hope and optimism of the children in their school um so it's useful for reporting for heads Mm -hmm. and reporting into governors and we've had some really positive um safeguarding audit responses and ofsted um reports as a result of of you know engaging with Stormbreak so yeah it's hopefully something which can help you know we're we're a a charity that just wants to help yeah we're not we're not far away also
1: Claire of, of launching a, a we have not really had a presence on Facebook before but we're close to launching that and having a Stormbreak star from for for people to come along with and ask any questions and oh, you know see huh? what other practitioners are up to um, you know have been Stormbreaking across the country yeah, so that'll be well, really
0: yeah. useful. And I'm working on you both. on getting on Clubhouse. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so hopefully we'll continue this discussion at some point. And uh, Martin, um, Martin, I'll persuade you. And Daryl, I'm just going to get you on it later. Um, all I'm
1: thinking of is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That's all I've got in my head when you're talking about that. That's you it. do what you like, Daryl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. It has been so insightful for me and I've absolutely loved it. Thank you so much.
1: Pleasure. Welcome. Lovely, to, lovely you. to be here.
0: If I were in the classroom now, I'd be thinking about the brain work that could go on during exercise. That's what I took from this episode. What is it that can keep children engaged and stop them from being bored? Not that there's anything wrong with boredom, but that would have been the underlying reason why eight-year-old me would have protested. Is it a, meaning con- is it a meaningful conversation? Looking out for specific things? As an adult... I set out for a walk every day and sometimes I give myself a big question to answer. Something like, how can I create another 10 minutes in my day to something as an example. Obviously that's a very adult, time put example, but children could benefit from a question to answer. I give the people that I mentor in their businesses questions to answer all the time whilst they're on a walk or whilst they're sat there journaling. If you want to give any feedback about how to use movement, to deal with your emotions or how to help your children at school do this then start up a conversation in the teachers podcast community on facebook so others can get involved or you could just join us on clubhouse see you next week thank you for listening the teachers podcast is in association with classroom secrets a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust to find out more visit classroomsecrets.co.uk